because they sensed that, for whatever reason, this crowd was solidly with them. The joint, as Fats Waller would have said, was jumping. He was feeling great. He was a kid of about the same age as Rufus, from some insane place like Jersey City or Syracuse. What? But somewhere along the line, he had discovered that he could say it. He had a lot to say. He stood there, wide-legged, humping the air. This, anyway, was the question Rufus heard. The same phrase, unbearably, endlessly, and variously repeated, with all of the force the boy had. The silence of the listeners became strict with abruptly focused attention. Cigarettes were unlit, and drinks stayed on the tables. And in all of the faces, even the most ruined and most dull, a curious, wary light appeared. And yet the question was terrible and real. Somewhere in that past, in the gutters or gang fights or gang shags, in the acrid room, he had received the blow from which he never would recover. And this no one wanted to believe. It's Kevin Hicks. The men on the stand stayed with him, cool and at a little distance, adding and questioning and corroborating, holding it down as well as they could with an ironical self-mockery. When the set ended, they were all soaking. Rufus smelled his odor and the odor of the men around him, and, well, that's it, said the bass man. The crowd was yelling for more, but they did their theme song, and the lights came on, and he had played the last set of his last gig. When he stepped down from the stand, there was this girl, very plainly dressed, standing looking at him. What's on your mind, baby? asked her. Everybody was busy all around them, preparing to make it to the party. It was spring, and the air was charged. What's on your mind? She countered. But it was clear that she simply had not known what else to say. She had said enough. She was from the South, and something leaped in Rufus. She was considerably older than he, over 30 probably, and her body was too thin. Just the same, it abruptly became the most exciting body he had gazed on in a long time. Honey child, he said, and gave her his crooked grin. Ain't you a long ways from home? I sure am, she said, and I ain't never going back there. He laughed, and she laughed. Well, Miss Ann, he said, if we both got the same thing on our mind, Let's make it to that party. And he took her arm, deliberately allowing the back of his hand to touch one of her breasts. And he said, Your name's not really Anne, is it? No, she said. It's Leona. Leona? And he smiled again. His smile could be very effective. That's a pretty name. What's yours? Me? I'm Rufus Scott. He wondered what she was doing in this joint. In Harlem, she wore very little lipstick and no other makeup at all. Come on, he said. We'll pile into a cab. Are you sure it's all right if I come? He sucked his teeth. If it wasn't all right, I wouldn't ask you. If I say it's all right, it's all right. Well, she said with a short laugh. All right, then. They moved with the crowd, which, with many interruptions, much talking and laughing and much erotic confusion, poured
It was three o'clock in the morning, and gala people all around them were glittering and whistling and using up all the taxi cabs. Others, considerably less gala, they were on the western edge of 125th Street, stood in knots along the street, switched or swaggered or dawdled by, with glances, sidelong or full face, which were more calculating than curious. The policemen strolled by, carefully. This made him uneasy, and his uneasiness made him angry. Leona spotted an empty cab and hailed it. The taxi driver, who was white, seemed to have no hesitation in stopping for them. No, once having stopped, did he seem to have any regrets?
what's up? This is Louis Vega representing Masters at Work, New Eureka Soul, Elements of Life, Vega Records, and the whole family. And you're listening to the Hicks Mix. That's my man, Kevin Hicks. Yeah, do it, man. Yeah. 